It's 6.30. It's time to do this show. Coffee. Those of you that have never seen it, this is the coffee thing I would use. It's a tea strainer, tea filter, tea infuser, something like that. And here we go in three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup of coffee. It's growing on me. It still tastes terrible, but it's growing on me. Good morning, Casper. Although it's not morning for you, is it? Casper, past guest from Martial Arts Radio. Well, today, today's Wednesday. So man, yesterday was a good day. Ended up, uh, I think I told you guys. Ooh. Uh. All right. I think I told everybody yesterday that Casper uh, <laughs> says he took a nap after training. Um, yeah, crashing out after training is great. But I don't usually train in the mornings. I trained last night. I was outside. So it, for those of you that don't live in New England, uh, you may not understand our crazy weather. In the winter, it can get down to, you know, 30 below zero. It's Fahrenheit. Summer can get up to 9,500 degrees. Uh, we hit 100 this summer. We're definitely going to hit 20 below, maybe even 30 below this winter. We have quite the range, quite the span in temperatures. And so last night, when it was 60 degrees below zero, 60 degrees, period. Man, hold on. <laughs> More coffee. What the heck? Okay. So uh, last night when I got to Sensei Smith's house and it was 60 degrees, we went outside and trained. Because for end of October, that's pretty warm. It was dripping rain a little bit. You know, not too bad. But we're out there swinging some sticks, doing some Eskrima. Man, had a great time. It was a great old time. Did that for a little over an hour and called it a day and I came home and made some dinner. Uh, during the day, recorded an episode with Mr. Josh Bloom, who has been on the show before. He's got his podcast and you may know that name a couple months ago, maybe not even that long. He and I collaborated on an episode talking about uh, the movie 36 Dreamers of Shaolin. And we recorded, we talked about Ang Bak this time. Ooh. Slide we out, maybe next week. I gotta record an intro and outro. We gotta do some editing on it. A uh, little bit of audio stuff came through, but good time. I mean, this guy knows movies and likes movies in a way that I'm learning stuff. You know, so our discussion about the movie was, was a lot of fun. Time went fast and we'll do it again. Uh, I'm, always, I'm always looking for, for what everyone's gonna enjoy, what everyone's gonna watch, listen to. And if I enjoy it at the same time, all the better. In between, just was doing a bunch of work, consulting work, email work, work work. Good morning, Daniel. Just doing it, doing it up, you know? 
Today is more of the same. I think I have a phone call somewhere in there, but beyond that, I got a bunch of money related stuff, bank and things like that. Wednesday is my money day. See, I don't know about you guys, but I've learned that as much as I don't want to handle finances, I don't want to spend time worrying about finances, kind of have to, uh, whether that's personal or professional. Uh, I've not been at a point where I needed to manage uh, business finances. I've always had a business. But I found that if I take a real good look at what's going on at least once a week, I'm able to head off problems. And I s format all of my bills. Well, format. My word choice is off today. I have banks pay all my bills, you know, so my, my, my bank has unlimited free bill pay, which is pretty important to the system because I split up all my bills to be paid weekly. So if I've got a bill that's $100 a month, I pay $25 a week. Nice and simple. And the advantage there is if a payment, because remember, I'm not paid by outside, by an employer, so my, my income is sometimes inconsistent. If I, if something stumbles, something is delayed from what I expect it to be, then it doesn't mean that I completely miss this payment. And it's just worked out really well. I've been doing that for, yeah, 15 years, maybe more, and it's been really effective. So if you're talking about personal finances, whatever, at whatever frequency your income is, that's how frequently you should be paying your bills. If you get paid weekly, pay your bills weekly. If you get paid every other week, pay your bills every other week. Split them up, especially if you've got bill pay, because then you're not paying for stamps, you're not spending the time, it's much easier. And use something like Quicken to track it. I don't know why this turned into a bit on finances, but let's look at these questions that we got. If you want to ask a question, drop it below or, or comment. I like comments too. So yesterday I was talking about going to the grocery store and forgetting to get cat litter. Uh, I grabbed two huge boxes at Costco yesterday. That'll last a while. But Frank writes in, as a person who works at a grocery store, I can tell you people forget what they came for all the time. When people do bother to make lists, they usually don't stick to them. Yeah. It's true. Um, something that I did that was real handy back, uh, my ex and I, we had this app that we would share on our phones and it would, it was the grocery list. And whenever we thought of something we needed, we would put it on the list. And that way there was no excuse. So whoever went grocery shopping had what needed to be purchased. Now it's just me. So I don't have to worry about that. So here we go. We got three questions from Frank. I swim to take it easy on my joints. Oh. Come on, back up. There we go. I swim to take it easy on my joints. What do you do to help and protect your joints? It's a great question. Uh, joint health is something that is often discussed in medicine, but not so much um, in martial arts, not so much in being proactive not a doctor, but my joints are in pretty good shape. Everything I'm going to share with you is based on personal anecdote and a bit of research and logic. 
So what are the things that keep joints healthy? Movement and pressure. Movement, you know, like if I'm talking about my, my wrist, it's moving my wrist, right? Moving it around. And generally, if you are an active person, especially as a martial artist, you're probably gonna get full range of motion on all of your joints. Pressure will happen if you are living a very active lifestyle, if I'm picking up heavy things and moving them. But let's say you don't. What's the number one thing you can do? Weight training, resistance training, squatting. So I just put up, and I'm not sure if we're gonna, if we're gonna leave it out there, uh, put it out there publicly. If I'm gonna re-record it, I gotta talk to, talk to the person I'm collaborating on this project with. But there's a warm-up that I do where I go through full range of motion on all of my joints, my neck, spine, right? It takes about five minutes. Not, honestly, it's not even that long. And I do it before I ever work out, any kind of workout. And that has helped me remain healthy. What are the other things you can do? Joints are pretty sensitive to inflammation. So if you're eating foods that create inflammation for you, uh, like for me, that's a lot of oils, uh, you know, like vegetable oils and things like that will mess with me. You cut back on those. You can also eat some anti-inflammatory stuff. You know, if, if you find your, if you find yourself taking ibuprofen a lot, especially after training, that's a sign that something's not right. Something's not right in your diet or something's not right in your movement. And it's worth addressing because those joints can deteriorate. You know, in martial arts, it's often assumed that if you have a lifetime of training, you will need joint replacement. Now, I'm not saying that it's always avoidable for people, but understanding what's going on and making a smart choice for you makes sense, right? So why not take care of your joints? Why not kick that can down the road as long as possible? Uh, unfortunately, I just saw on Facebook a friend of mine, his knee replacement didn't take. So 12 weeks, 12 weeks later, he's getting another one. Gabe writes in, uh, where can I find a good anti-inflammatory diet? Um, there's a lot of information out there, but here, here's what I suggest for diet. If you're someone who's looking at improving your life through food, my suggestion, have a notebook. Write down everything you eat and how you feel before you eat, after you eat, maybe even while you eat, and just start keeping track. If you're willing to simplify the meals that you eat from, you know, 50 ingredients to one and two, at least once in a while, you will start to draw correlations. So for example, there was a point in time, maybe a year ago, where I was coming to the conclusion that I was allergic to corn because I was eating a lot of corn and my stomach would just bloat up very quickly. And I, I you know, started looking at, it was a lot of corn chips. I like Mexican too. 
and quite often I will make nachos for dinner. But then I noticed that those same foods on a soft tortilla didn't do anything to me. So I started doing some research and I did some testing. It's the oil. It's the vegetable oils that corn chips, hard taco shells, some bread products have. So now, sourdough bread, I didn't think bread was working for me. Soft tortillas, all good, all fine. If you start connecting the dots, you'll identify the foods that make you feel good and those that don't. The foods that don't make you feel good are likely to be inflammatory in some way. And of course you can pull up lists. The more natural your diet, the better things are going to go. And what was that? So Daniel writes in, I'm an unfit 40 year old fat man. Be nice to yourself. Uh, my joints hurt a lot. I, w I never feel better than when I'm doing yoga or Pilates classes regular. Yeah. My guess is those movement disciplines are moving your joints through ranges of motion that you don't get otherwise. And while muscle gets nourishment regardless of movement because the heart pumps it through, joints receive nourishment through movement alone. If you're not bringing your joints through full ranges of motion, they're not getting what they need. So that's why I like that warm up. Good stuff. We could probably do a whole episode on this. Exactly how is teaching a 12 year old different from teaching a four year old? Well, if you have ever taught a four year old, uh, you're welcome again. If you've ever taught a four-year-old, you know that it's kind of like controlled chaos, that getting them to pay attention to you is often a victory. With very young children, well, so my teaching philosophy is that you focus on making it fun. Different age groups have different requirements for what is fun. If you can keep it fun, they'll learn something. It might not be what you want, it might not be as much as you want, but it'll be something and they'll come back, and then you have the opportunity to teach them more. A four-year-old needs constant movement most of the time, right, most kids. So you gotta keep them moving, you gotta keep things exciting, you gotta keep your energy level really high. And you're not explaining self-defense principles to them. You're not, you're probably not teaching them forms. And if you are, you're probably doing it with them every single time. A 12-year-old, you can start to have some conversations with them. They're not going to want constant games, at least not in the same way that a four-year-old is. They want to be challenged and they want to be rewarded. But you can start treating them like small adults. You can talk to them about self-defense. You can give them some concepts that they can work with. What I'm teaching you know, that 12-year-old that demographic. I, I can't remember the last time I taught a four-year-old, so I, I can't really speak to that. But when I'm teaching anyone, you know, whether they're six or they're 10 or they're 15 or they're 40, I make sure I keep my energy level high. I make sure that I focus on complementing, you know, good movement, staying positive, making adjustments rather than criticizing.
and making sure that there's so much going on that they don't have time to be bored or distracted. With really young kids, that can be as simple as, okay, we're doing front kicks, we're doing, and now we're, doing, we're turning to this wall and we're doing front kicks, and now we're facing this wall, and now we're facing you know, that post, and now we're facing that window. And if you do that, if you get them doing you know, five on each side or three on each side, and you keep changing the direction, and if you're having fun with it, if you've got energy, they're gonna th respond to that. And you might end up getting 50 kicks out of them on each side before you need to move on. Compare that to going up and down the line. Or, or, or. I see a lot of people who try to teach small children, or children at all, the way that they would teach adults in a very traditional manner. And it just, it doesn't work. It can, but not for most kids. That stuff worked for me somewhat. Um, but I distinctly remember a lot of classes where I was doing it, but I was bored. And what happens when a small child is bored? They'll create their own entertainment, which is usually distracting everyone else. So Casper wrote in, do you like to train in the morning or at night? Do you have a best time? Um, it depends on what the training is, but generally speaking, I like training right around dinner time, whether that's weightlifting or martial arts. Um, I can train anytime. I am not at my best in the morning. You might be surprised at that based on this show, but honestly, because of the show, I'm far more awake this time of day and far more functional than I have been historically. And honestly, the reason that I'm best at night is probably because that's just what I grew up, grew up doing. I grew up taking classes in the evening. You know, kids' classes were after school and adult classes were after that. I think, what did we do? 5.30 to 6.30 and 6.30 to 8.00. No, 4 to 5, 4.30 to 5.30, 5.30 to 6.30, 6.30 to 8. Kids classes were at 4.30. Adult classes at 5.30, advanced adult classes at 6.30. I think that's what it was. So I was used to getting home at you know, 8.15, 8.30 from training. And when did I start taking adult classes? No, it must have been 6 to 7 and 7 to 8.30, because I'm remembering when I got off the bus. 5 to 6, 6 to 7, 7 to 8.30. Uh, I think I started going into the adult class around 11, 12. No. Yeah. 11, somewhere in there. One more question. You guys are engaged today. I like it. What strong women have you had in your life? Oh, man, that could be a whole series. Um, my mother is an incredibly strong woman, uh, probably one of the most independent people I've ever met, and admittedly to, to her detriment. She is very stubborn in her independence, and I inherited a lot of that. I learned a lot of that, and it's getting better. Um, I had this realization yesterday that 
in a lot of aspects of my life. I've probably gone as far as I can on my own, and it's time to get some help. And that's, you know, specifically with Whistlekick, but with some other things personally that I'll just, I'll, I'll not go into. Um, growing up, I had two karate instructors, and one of them, Sheehan Beth Bilat, who's been on the show, um, basically my second mom. She's phenomenal. And I'm, I'm so fortunate that I get to spend time with her again now that we've reconnected. If I make a list of the most influential people in my life, um, there are four there who are very, very strong women. All uh, the other two were, you know, grandmother kind of figures, and they've they've passed away. But I learn an immense amount from them. You know, I, I think. I think being raised by a single mother, I have a, a slightly different perspective on male-female dynamics. And I don't know if I can explain that, but I feel that. Women can do and be anything they want. I, I firmly believe that. I have no question in my mind about that. And admittedly, when I'm dating, I find myself attracted to very strong, very independent women, um, which can be challenging in a relationship, as experience has taught me. But there's something pretty cool about that. Uh, now, when I think about, you know, the women around me, I have some amazing friends who are incredibly strong. And, you know, some of them are, are independent, you know, solo. Some of them are married and just watching what they do, watching the example they set for younger women, for girls, the example they set for guys to say, hey, this is me. This is me crushing it. Help or get out of the way. You know, that, that kind of attitude. And I think that's great. I think it's great that we're, we live in a time where women like that exist. Good questions today. Man, I could, you know, if I, if I wasn't careful, we could have, we could have taken this out to 30 minutes. So, a homework in a moment. If you want to ask me questions, drop them below. Remember, we do this show weekdays, 6.30 a.m. Eastern here on YouTube. Subscribe, turn on notifications, because it's not just First Cup. It's First Cup, it's martial arts radio, it's who'd win, it's occasional other things that end up on the channel. We're making as much content for you as possible. If you're not subscribed to martial arts radio or First Cup in your podcast app, go ahead and do it. Even if you're not going to listen to them, it helps us. The numbers help us. I know, it's cheating a little bit, but... You never know when you're going to listen to it, so you might as well have them, right? Uh, what else? Check out Marshall Journal, marshalljournal.com, and I think that's it there. Ding, ding, ding. Yep, that's what we got there. So, here's your homework. I want you to develop your own... You don't have to develop it. I want you to take yourself through 
some joint movement just one time. I want you to start at your head. Think about every joint. Remember, every vertebrae is, or every vertebrae is a joint. <laughs> Casper says we want to see the cat. Uh, the cat is not nearby. Uh, fortunately, she is, is being quiet and sleeping right now. I'm not going to get her. She's annoying enough when she's not. I want you to go head to toe, and I want you to think about every joint and how to move it full. Here's a hint. Back, turn. Think about back fist behind you and vary the height. And I want you to see how you feel. And if it's something that feels good, I want you to do it more often. I want you to think about how to keep those joints healthy, movement and pressure or compression, weight, whatever you want to think of it as. And if something hurts, don't just accept that something hurts. Find out why. Okay. I'll see you back here tomorrow. I hope you have a fantastic day. Take care.